Right on radio. Right on radio. Good evening. This is Pastor Joe Sackett, and welcome to your Saturday night sermon. I hope that your week has treated you well and that God is blessing you and giving you strength for the fight in the times that we live in. Please join me for a few minutes in calling upon the Holy Spirit to give us peace and ease in our hearts as we move into the Word of God. This is from the album Dancing at the Gate by wonderful Christian composer Dana Cunningham, and the song is called Jam and Bread. It's beautiful. 
Okay, give me a second to turn the phone completely off so we don't get beeps and dings. Okay, amen. I do those, um, you know, beautiful musical introductions to soften your spirit and ask you to lay down everything that's, you know, going on in the world. And even prior to our opening prayer, ask the Holy Spirit to gently land on you. And ifatha, open, open, be opened, you know, your spirit to be opened to all you can get out of this uh, scripture reading and sermon. But now it's time to open in prayer, so please join me. Our dear Heavenly Father, you are magnificent. Lord, you are our King. You are our Creator. There is none like you. There is no other God. A fool says in his heart, there is no God, but we know there is a God and that you are good. You are strong and you win. And Lord, because of your magnificent son, Yeshua, and his death on the cross and the power that resurrected him, we have hope. We have that future. As we seek your face, we will see your plans for us unfolding in our lives. Lord, we lay down all of the distraction, all of the pain of this world, all of the temptation and sin. We ask you to cleanse us with hyssop and make us whiter than snow right now. It's not deserved. It's grace. And Lord, that's what we ask you for. As we go into your word, please shower us with your grace. All praise and glory to you, mighty one, holy one, whose name is above every name. It's in the name of Jesus we ask, amen. Okay, amen. Um, today, and I thank you all for the compliments you've given me on the New Living Translation, which I usually read from because I love the poetic and it's very easy to understand another bible that's easy to understand is the niv and uh just want to show you this is my celebrate recovery study bible and it's written in the niv i'll be reading from it today and last week if you recall we took what i titled left turn at albuquerque because we left the book of proverbs and we went to the book of ecclesiastes now, I want to talk for a second about the difference. Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived at one point. And he had all the money in the world. He had every earthly thing. He knew frustration. He thought it all basically pointless. Now, this is coming from the point of view of like physical and earthly pursuits. You know, like down here, you may have a business. Well, it's called busyness. It's something to do with your life to keep you busy. And it's something that you pursue based on the desires of your heart. So I think that the futility that Solomon felt was the fact that we live a mortal life. He had not experienced heaven he had not um as far as i know ever been there but he had everything that you could reach out for and 
it didn't fulfill him. And so the conclusion of it all is, you know, the chief end of man at the end of that book says the chief end of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. The main two that come to mind are the two that the Lord Yeshua gave us to love the Lord God with everything you got. That's a paraphrase. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Almost everything else is just ridiculous in comparison to those things. So what does it mean to love your neighbor as yourself? My brother, my sister, it means you got to love yourself deeply. God will forgive you when you confess sins that you will carry around. This is my personal experience. You will carry around with you for decades. And once God cleanses you from something, you need to begin to try to let it go and see yourself as that new creature that Jesus promises you that you are. So, you know, Proverbs is great, is great wisdom. And I feel like the book of Ecclesiastes was taking us to the point of view of someone who is just bogged down by life, even success, success, failure, you know, days are ticking by, your life's clicking away. You wonder why this happened or that happened. The truth is all of it is refining you. And things will happen in life that will refine you, that hurt you. So join me as we pursue uh, more of this wisdom. We're going back to the middle of the book of Proverbs to chapter 17. And we'll pick up where we left off. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. A prudent servant will rule over a disgraceful son and will share the inheritance as one of the family. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. This is almost the point of your life. So a crucible. I've had some involvement with jewelry in my life, been to a couple of factories, and I bought some sterling silver coins, and I bought this uh, ceramic set where you could take a MAPS gas torch, it's like propane, you melt the silver, and uh, there's, a, there's a process. In a mold, it's made out of like clay, and you take a piece of jewelry made out of whatever, it could be cheap, press it down into the clay, and then you put some flux in there. It's something that like coats the clay to keep the metal from sticking to it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've got a point here. Um, and then you put another, like a lid on top of it and click it closed and you make a little tunnel with like a toothpick that you can pour the metal into. Now on the other side, you have another hole because when you pour molten metal into that cavity that you made to shape it, the air has to have a way to come out. What is the point of this? Well, the crucible for silver and the furnace for gold is talking about refining it, getting rid of impurities and getting it shaped to the mold that the creator wants it to be. Uh, what happens during the process? Well, when you heat the metal to 1,780 degrees for silver, and 1900 and something for gold 
it burns out the impurities. There's always impurities in the shiniest, prettiest gold until it is refined. This is the same with your heart. And I believe that's why this is, is saying the crucible. But the Lord tests the heart. The Lord knows that you have impurity in you. And your life is devoted to him burning it out of you. Sometimes that looks like a holy, glorious, joyful deliverance from something. And sometimes it looks like a rainy night in 25-degree weather, walking downtown in a place that you're thousands of miles from home, wondering when it will get better. Okay. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips, and a liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. Whoever mocks the poor shows contempt for their maker. Whoever gloats over disaster will not go unpunished. Children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. Elegant lips are unsuited to a godless fool. How much worse lying lips to a ruler? A bribe is seen as a charm by the one who gives it. They think success will come at every turn. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense. Whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. At every opportunity, forgive and lay down situations. A rebuke impresses it. A discerning person, more than a hundred lashes, a fool. Evildoers foster rebellion against God. The messenger of death will be sent against them. Better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than an idiot bent on folly. Evil will never leave the house of one who pays back evil for good. Starting a fight is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a war breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. Why should fools have money in hand to buy wisdom when they are not able to understand it? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. One who has no sense shakes hands in pledge and puts up security for a neighbor. Whoever loves a fight loves sin, and whoever builds a high gate invites destruction. One whose heart is corrupt does not prosper. One whose tongue is perverse falls into trouble. To have a fool for a child brings grief. There's no joy for the parent of a godless fool. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. The wicked accept bribes in secret to pervert the course of justice. A discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Grass is always greener. What can I get into? How can I gain an advantage through deception? That's a fool. 
A foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to the mother who bore him. If imposing a fine on the innocent is not good, surely to flog honest officials is not right. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. I pray for this a lot. And so far so good. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. We're in chapter 18. An unfriendly person pursues selfish goals and against all sound judgment starts fights. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinion. God save me from this. God save any person who is in a position of ministry or trust from becoming prideful and wanting the world to look at them as wise. This is certainly for me, and most of the things that I bring up and the points I say will be directly applicable to my own life. I want God to save me from pride, from arrogance, from even at the other end, from like this super bad depression, thinking nothing is going to work out. The path of faith and humility is truly the most powerful path you can walk. And quietly, it's the most fulfilling and happy. When wickedness comes, so does contempt, and with shame comes reproach. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. It's not good to be partial to the wicked and so deprive the innocent of justice. The lips of fools bring them strife, and their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of fools are their undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The words of gospel, or uh, sorry, the words of gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the most inward parts. One who is slack in his work is a brother to the one who destroys. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. Now, Spiritual warfare right here. Circle this one in your Bible. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. What do the righteous run into? What is the tower? The name of the Lord. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. See, they trust in their own riches instead of the real tower, the name of the Lord. Before a downfall, the heart is arrogant, but humility comes before honor. This is the origin of the phrase you've heard, pride goes before a fall. When you're arrogant, prideful, and I and many other men in the world have been guilty of this at many turns in our lives and um for me i noticed with my own addiction you know whenever i well my my sin back when i was a you know a drinker and was always out of control i was and have been kind of a humble guy you know not 
not touting it. I'm just saying I wasn't really much of a big head until I had lowered my inhibitions. And then I thought I was all that. And I got loud, and I got arrogant. And boy, oh boy, did it go before a fall more than once. To answer before listening, that is both folly and shame. The human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. What is the wisdom in that? Um, somebody presents something to you that sounds perfectly logical, wise. Maybe if there's more than one person who you can find in, let it bounce a couple of times and listen to everything before you make your own decision. <sighs> Casting the lot settles disputes and keeps strong opponents apart. A brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Arguments are like the barred gates of a citadel. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. That's one I need to remember because of my business. Um, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Well, the two fruits that are named here are life and death so choose the words that you speak you were created by the word everything that happens in this world every negotiation every relationship every uh, society every international you know relation both good and evil has all been brought into being He who finds a wife finds what's good and receives favor from the Lord. The poor pleads for mercy, but the rich answer harshly. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Better the poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? A person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. Wealth attracts many friends, but even the closest friend of the poor person deserts them. A false witness will not go unpunished, and whoever pours out lies will not go free. Many curry favor with the ruler. And everyone is the friend of one who gives gifts. The poor are shunned by all their relatives. How much more do their friends avoid them? Though the poor pursue them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. This is sad, but this is true. When you are down, you better go straight to the Lord God because people 
will let you down until he sends you a servant. He'll send someone in the nick of time to help you, but don't lose hope when you try to go to the people that you love and are closest to and find no relief there. The one who gets wisdom loves life and the one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. Lord, I pray for that. A false witness will not go unpunished and whoever pours out lies will perish. It's not fitting for a fool to live in luxury. How much worse for a slave to rule over princes? A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. A king's rage is like the roar of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish child is a father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife is like the constant dripping of a leaky roof. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness brings on deep sleep, and the shiftless, aimless, go hungry. Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life, but whoever shows contempt for their ways will die. Whoever is kind to the poor leads, lends, I'm sorry. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. This is talking about offerings and tithes. And he will reward them for what they have done. I don't speak much about giving, but giving to ministry is biblical. and. It doesn't matter if it's the last two cents you have or whatever you decide to do. This says to you right here, whoever is kind to the poor and giving to the poor is more important than giving to a pastor by far. Lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. Discipline your children for in that there is hope. Don't be a willing party to their death. This world teaches now that people should just pursue wildly not only their own feelings and whims, but what they're taught in the, you know, in the system, in the collegiate system even nowadays, which is away from God, away from his design, away from obedience. And they call that enlightenment. They think they're manifesting like some new enlightened, you know, way of being i guess so when the aliens come we'll be ready and wise enough to join the intergalactic star trek thing but that's not the way it really is a hot-tempered person must pay the penalty rescue them and you will have to do it again listen to advice and accept discipline and at the end you will be counted among the wise Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Praise God. What a person desires is unfailing love. It's better to be poor than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests contently, untouched by the trouble. A lazy man buries his hand in the dish. He will not even bring it back to his mouth. 
flog a mocker and the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke the discerning and they will gain knowledge. Whoever robs their father and drives out their mother is a child who brings disgrace and shame. If you stop listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A corrupt witness mocks at justice and the mouth of the wicked gulps down evil. Penalties are prepared for mockers and beatings prepared for the backs of fools. This is chapter 20. Wine is a mocker and beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. That is convicting. And I'll state here, having a little bit of alcohol in your life, even as a ex-addict, is it's okay. But if you don't have the restraint and you don't have the ability to not continuously consume after you start, it's not for you. It's not for me. I have to accept that. I am still, everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And um, I've fallen into that. But God gave me something different six and a half, seven years ago where I never became an addict again. I believe I'm no longer alcoholic. However, just use wisdom in anything. A king's wrath strikes terror like the roar of a lion. Those who anger him forfeit their lives. It is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to fight. Sluggards do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. The righteous lead blameless lives and blessed are their children after them. Man, I wanted to be that. I used to watch my best friends when I was a kid in church. And there were these families that seemed like, you know, mom, dad, both really uh, devout Christians. Kids growing up in church three, four times a week. They seemed to prosper in everything they did by obedience to the Lord. And I was like, why can't I have that? You know, look, look what I got. But the truth is I have to decide on the daily to to live that to obey the lord today to give the lord my troubles today to be anxious for nothing to let god worry about my tomorrow even though i try to be responsible and make plans they all have to be god willing and you have to be okay if god changes your plans but today is enough to worry about. The righteous lead blameless lives, blessed are their children after them. And when a king sits on his throne to judge, he winnows out all evil with his eyes. Who can say I have kept my heart pure? I am clean and without sin. Only Yeshua. Only. Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. This is talking about being crooked in business. Honesty is a delight to the Lord in business. Crookedness, lies, and deceit, the Lord detests. 
Even small children are known by their actions. So is their conduct really pure and upright? Ears that hear and eyes that see, the Lord has made them both. Don't love sleep or you will grow poor. Stay awake and you will have food to spare. Again, this one goes back to sales. I love this. It's no good. It's no good, says the buyer, and then goes off and boasts about the purchase. Gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. Take the garment of one who puts up security for a stranger. Hold it in pledge if it's done for an outsider. It's talking about getting collateral, um, which is different from interest. Collateral just ensures that an obligation is paid or there's something of value that can be set against that. 30% interest on a credit card is angering to the Lord. It's angering to me too, even though I've had that. Food gained by fraud tastes sweet, but one ends up with a mouthful of gravel. Plans are established by seeking advice. So if you wage war, obtain guidance. A gossip betrays a secret. So avoid anybody who talks too much. If someone curses their father or their mother, their lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. An inheritance claimed too soon will not be blessed at the end. And do not say, I will pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. The Lord detests differing weights and dishonest scales do not please him. That's a repeat from verse 10. Maybe it's pretty important that you make sure that in whatever business dealings you're doing or even relationship dealings you're doing, that you are honest and that you are fair. And if you know that in some way you're getting over on somebody or getting some sort of comeuppance to someone, stop it. Fix your relationship. Be honest and the Lord will bless you. A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How can anyone understand their own way? It is a trap to dedicate something rashly and only later to consider one's vows. A wise king winnows out the wicked. He drives the threshing wheel over them. Now, this is good. The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's innermost being. Love and faithfulness keep a king safe. Through love, his throne is made secure. The glory of young man is in their strength. Gray hair, the splendor of the old. Blows and wounds scrub away evil. And beatings purge the inmost being. Now this is talking about righteous discipline. For example, a thief might have got some lashes without the, the, you know, the uh, lead weights or whatever. It's a punishment and discipline. Yet, people nowadays would say that if you raise your voice at your child when they're about to run out in the street and get hit by a car, that people need to come take your kids away. That's not wisdom. And I'm not an advocate of physical abuse, but spanking a child on the butt when they about ran out in front of a car and sternly telling them, don't you ever do that again, is biblical. 
not punching, kicking, slapping, you know, torturing in some way, but discipline with love and with restraint is a biblical concept. So do not be afraid to discipline your children. In fact, you're hurting them if you don't. Um, and I love my kids more than I love my own life. So I just want you to understand that it's okay to discipline your kids and don't feel like if your church teaches that if you uh, spank your kids, oh, you're some kind of, you know, scumbag in this woke world. It's not true. Follow the Bible. Follow the Lord God. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels towards all who please him. A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. And to do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Arrogant eyes and a proud heart. The unplowed field of the wicked produces sin. The plans of the diligent lead to profit. As surely as haste leads to poverty. A fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor in a deadly snare. The violence of the wicked will drag them away for they refuse to do what is right. The way of the guilty is devious, but the conduct, conduct of the innocent is upright. Better to live on the corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. <laughs> the wicked crave evil. Their neighbors get no mercy from them. When a mocker is punished, the simple gain wisdom. By paying attention to the wise, they get knowledge. The righteous one takes note of the house of the wicked and brings the wicked to ruin. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. Okay, right here, I'm going to um, recall that a lot of times people are asking, where, where are we at? What chapter, what verse? So we're in chapter 21 in Proverbs and uh, verse 14. And we're going to go through the end of chapter 23 today. Okay. A gift given in secret soothes anger and a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Whoever strays from the path of prudence comes to rest in the company of the dead. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. The wicked become a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful a ransom for the upright. It's better to live in the desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. He sure has some stuff to say about that. I hope that uh, husband and wives in here get along. The wise store up good food and olive oil, but fools gulp, gulp theirs down. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. A man who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. More spiritual warfare. Circle that one. You can speak that to the Lord God. Ask for wisdom and pull down strongholds.
Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. The proud and arrogant person, mocker is his name, behaves with insolent fury. The cravings of a lazy man will be the death of them because his hands refuse to work. All day long he wants more, but the righteous give without sparing. The sacrifice of the wicked is detestable, how much more so when brought with evil intent. A false witness will perish, but a careful listener will testify successfully. The wicked put up a bold front, but the upright give thought to their ways. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Let me just bust that one out real quick again. And let's direct this to principalities, powers, spirits of wickedness in high places. Uh, in the name of Jesus, you will hear this. Spirits, wherever you are, there is no wisdom, no insight, and no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Hallelujah. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord God is the maker of them all. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages and riches are honor and life. In the paths of the wicked are snares and pitfalls, but those who would preserve their life stay far away from him. Them, I'm sorry. Those who would preserve their life stay far from them. And you can look at that two ways. They, start from, they stay far away from either the snares or the pitfalls or the paths of the wicked. Start your children off in the way that they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity, and the rod they wield in fury will be broken. The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Drive out the mocker and out goes strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. Turn this down again. I had to turn it back on. One who loves a pure heart and who speaks with grace will have the king for a friend. The eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge, but he frustrates the words of the unfaithful. The lazy man says, there's a lion outside. I'll be killed in the public square rather than go to work. The mouth of an adulterous woman is a deep pit. A man who is under the Lord's wrath falls into it. I want to say something real quick, and this is a, a, a confession about laziness, about the sluggard. In my own life, I've had uh, periods where I was extremely uh, dedicated and energetic to work and work hard, blue collar, 
real good shape, you know. I felt like I was, you know, the like the old stick song, Blue Collar Man. And then if something didn't go my way in my life, a relationship usually is what it was, I could get into these phases of feeling sorry for myself and sitting and waiting for God to do this miraculous restoration where I would all of a sudden have the energy in the heart to re-engage in life. And I've just recently, I mean, I'm 50 years old, and I've just recently began to understand the wisdom of getting up and moving towards the Lord to be obedient, to work hard when you don't feel like it. Because if you wait, if you remember last week, I quoted a Bible verse with the, the week before in chapter 16 of Proverbs that says, if you wait for everything to be just right before you get moving, you're going to fail. That's a paraphrase. That's a lesson I'm being taught in my life right now. You can't wait. Every day that goes by is another day before the Lord comes. And any good that you can do, start now. Don't wait for everything to be perfect. Get up. Move. That's faith. Move when it don't look right. And God will reward you openly. Okay. The mouth of an adulterous woman is a deep pit. The man who is under the Lord's wrath falls into it. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it away. One who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth and one who gives gift, gifts to the rich, both come to poverty. This next section is called 30 Sayings of the Wise, and it will take us out. It goes all the way through chapter 23. Pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach. For it is pleasing when you keep these in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips. So that your trust may be in the Lord. I teach you today, even you. Have I not written 30 sayings for you? Sayings of counsel and knowledge. Teaching you to be honest and to speak the truth. So that you bring back truthful reports to those you serve. Do not exploit the poor because they are poor. And do not crush the needy in court. For the Lord will take up their case and will exact life for life. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one who is easily angered. Or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Do not be one who shakes hands in pledge or puts up security for debts. We call that co-signing nowadays. If you lack the means to pay, your very bed will be snatched from you from under you do not move an ancient boundary stone set up by your ancestors do you see someone skilled in their work they will serve before kings they will not serve before officials of low rank when you sit down to dine with a ruler take notice well of what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony do not crave the king's delicacies for that food is deceptive. 
Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches and they are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Do not eat the food of a bitter host. Do not crave his delicacies, for he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the little you have eaten, and you will have wasted your compliments. Do not speak to fools, for they will scorn your prudent words. Do not move an ancient boundary stone or encroach upon the fields of the fatherless, for their defender is strong. He will take up their case against you. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to knowledge. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish them with the rod, they will not die. Punish them with the rod and save them from death. And this is not a dissertation on beaten kids. It's not that. It's that the lack of discipline and letting people, letting kids just chase the ways of the world, thinking that you're turning them into a well-rounded person instead of bringing them up in the discipline of the Lord. And that doesn't necessarily mean with a rod. That's only if it's needed. But what about the discipline of studying the word of God, of teaching them that they are a child of God and the only way to salvation is Jesus and that they need salvation? You know, don't let them uh, buy a, a Ouija board and have it in their room and just say, oh, they'll grow out of it. No, they won't. Discipline is your responsibility as a parent. And that's giving wisdom to your kids. Uh, consequences whenever they need punishment. And not provoking them to wrath. As the Bible says, fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Don't look at them as little, you know, prisoners. Love them. Give them your best. That includes the discipline. Done in love. My son, if your heart is wise, then my heart will be glad indeed. My inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. There is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Listen, my son, and be wise and set your heart on the right path. Don't join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on too much meat. For drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Been there, done that. That's the truth. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth and do not sell it wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. May your father and mother rejoice. May she who gave you birth be joyful. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. That's wisdom talking. For an adulterous woman is a deep pit and a wayward wife is a narrow well. Like a bandit, she lies in wait and multiplies the unfaithful among men. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaints and needless bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? 
those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls of mixed wine. Do not gaze at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a snake and poisons like a viper. Your eyes will see strange sights and your mind will imagine confusing things. You will be like one sleeping on the high seas, lying on top of the rigging. Can you imagine an old sailboat like a pirate ship? Somebody getting so drunk, they climb all the way up the ropes in that crow's nest at the top and they're in a storm. And this guy's like asleep up there, probably ready to fall off into the ocean and disappear. That's kind of what I'm, I'm getting out of that. They hit me, you will say, but I'm not hurt. They beat me, but I don't feel it. When will I wake up so I can find another drink? Oh, Lord. That is the end. So we made it from 17 through 23 today. We're going to finish up this uh, pursuit of wisdom next week. And then after that, we're going to go into, and this one's going to be a little hard, but it should give you perspective in your life and strength. That's going to be called suffering, enduring to the end. So we're going to start in the book of Job in that series, and it, it's a, a long book, so it may take three or four to get through it, but stay with me, and um, God bless you. I am committed to bringing you minimal two chapters of the Bible every week. It seems as if God has uh, either sped me up so I can read faster or just enabled me to bring a few more chapters in that each week. So God bless you in the name of Jesus. I love you. Uh, you can reach out to me on Telegram if you want prayer um, in the ROR chats. Uh, my email is uh, reverendwhitewolf at protonmail.com. And you can you can email me if you have something you need prayer for or just want to give me any concerns, you know, that you may have. So God bless you. I love you. Let's pray our way out. Uh, as soon as you leave here, please go to Sing and Pour Celebration at Right On Radio main chat. If you go into the Right On Radio chat room, there will be like a little speaker. And when you press on that, you will join the audio meeting. It is probably the highlight of my week. It is uh, run by two very beautiful servants of God, uh, Shiloh, Tan, Angelina, and Watching Wall, Beulah, who just bring in the Holy Spirit and open the floor. And there's a bunch of people in there and people pray in turn. And... Uh, the Holy Spirit is just filled with that. And I think Saturday is a really beautiful Sabbath when you go through uh, getting some of the Bible from here. And then to the prayer meeting after that, that will start your week off right. Especially should you go on Sunday morning to a regular church service and gather with the believers in your area. So, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for allowing me to read the word of God and preach to this wonderful group. Father, again, we glorify your majesty. Um, thank you for your plans for us. And Father, we trust those plans. I lift up Jeff Shepard to you right now, Lord. Uh, 
what a what an awesome organizer and faithful steward and servant of god that you have given us to help manage all these uh ministries and avenues that you've given us through right on radio just bless him lord and um give him peace in in his family in his home and in his ministry father i pray that you bring like-minded individuals who love you and want to serve you and want to help bring out the truth to jeff's attention and that uh you set them up with meetings and shows and things that bring that truth out and bring people to you father i lift up jesse sabota right now lord your faithful servant is very very dedicated to you and very strong in the spirit i pray lord that you put a hedge of protection around her and joy and peace and contentment in her heart as she serves you father wherever she goes send angels to be with her and protect her and i pray god that, that you make the walls of her city strong and high and with beacons burning like a beacon on a hill so that people can see the light that you have put in her and they come to that light to find that you give them light too so lord jesus i pray for this this body of christ this small army this church that you have given us that you will bless it that you know that we're humans and that we have mistakes and that we need for you to cleanse us from them and that you continue to guide us as a family lord please bring peace to any and all conflicts be they big or small within this group or within our families i pray lord for you to touch people that are sick right now in a miraculous way i believe that you'll heal people tonight i pray lord that you send angels to stand over every house of every person all around the world that is involved with the ROR ministry. And I thank you ahead of time for granting us these things. We agree together in Jesus and where two or more are gathered, there you are. And anything we ask in Jesus' name to the Father, we will have. Lord, we know it's in your will for us to follow you and for you to protect us and teach us. So we ask this in the mighty name of Yeshua, our Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay, guys, God bless you. I'll get to work on another one for next week. Love you. Have a great and beautiful Sunday tomorrow. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.